people who want to eat meat and who want to find any of the evidence out there that eating meat is actually good for them or at least not bad for them, I think they shouldn't be so upset with the plant-based movement because a pound of animal flesh takes 20 times the resources, especially water, as a pound of plant food. Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw and welcome back to the Vibe Show. Today I want to talk about the Netflix movie Game Changers. Um, you've probably heard about it and hopefully you've seen it, but if not, I'm going to sort of give you my thoughts about it and some experiences that I've had since watching it. I actually watched it twice and uh, John watched it with me the second time and really was convinced, you know, if you want to get a guy to go more plant-based or even just like, gosh, just to eat healthier, for sure it's a great movie to show a guy because they're going to find the world-class, totally elite athletes from a lot of different categories, um, a lot more compelling uh, because men have a tendency to think that if you're a vegan, you're weakly and uh, wimpy looking guy, and you cannot think that anymore after watching this film. Um, but first, before I get into all that, um, I just want to thank everyone who donated in my Mothers Without Borders fundraiser. It was really successful. I had a lot of fun doing it. We put some uh, prizes out there, including I am flying to Indiana to spend a day with our amazing listener, uh, Kent, who donated $5,000. So first prize is I fly to him for a day and we spend time talking about um, whatever he wants to. And I we raised $30,000, which I now am matching. So I promised Mothers Without Borders, however much we raised, I would spend the rest of the year. But by the end of the year, I would have paid them all of that. So deep breath. I will be personally contributing $30,000. So any dollar that you gave became $2. And, and I appreciate it so much. I've also been really excited to see that in the Green Smoothie Girl online store, we have something in there. So if you ever purchase anything from Green Smoothie Girl at the end, as you're checking out, you'll be offered the opportunity to contribute to Mothers Without Borders. And right now we've been we've been collecting $70 to $100 a day just by asking people for a few dollars. Um, I, I decided to think of this year. So I really stay focused on these kids because they're out of sight, out of mind, right? I don't, I don't know if I'll ever go to Zambia again, but I, I decided to imagine that 20 Zambian kids show up on my porch every single day. And I just want you to think about this too. Like if someone knocked on the door and you, you open the door and it was a, it was an adult chaperone of 20 Zambian kids, um, and they said, we don't have enough to eat. Like, what would you do? You would either invite them in your house and you would get everything out of your your cupboard and your fridge and you'd give them everything you possibly could if you knew that there were these kids standing on your door who hadn't eaten in three or four days. Um, and so I just wanted to like remind myself every day, like imagine that the kids who live in these Zambian villages that I've sort of tried to adopt we're on my porch, what would I do for them? And then do that, not do the thing that's really easy to do, which is the thing being nothing, 
if I don't see them, if I don't see suffering, if I don't see hunger in my daily life, just because I live in this upper middle class world. Anyway, there's all this talk going on out there these days about intermittent fasting. And what intermittent fasting is, it's kind of ridiculous if you think about it, since people throughout all of history have been lucky if they got three meals a day. Um, That isn't even necessarily a thing in all areas of the world, especially in indigenous parts of the world. And so indigenous or intermittent fasting is when we're trying to get people in the first world who have who have fast food on every corner and a fridge full of food and access to credit cards. So they never really have to go hungry. Um, intermittent fasting is basically skipping a meal a day. Um, and you're probably aware that um, not just for this year, but I actually started this last year when we launched the flash fast, which is my three day modified fasting program that we feed a child through mothers without borders. We feed a child for three days in Zambia in your name. And once you've gotten 10 flash fasts, and we already have had a few who've hit that target, uh, we send you some gifts. We send you um, a shaker bottle and a wristband to help you remember, you know, since we don't have these kids knocking on our door and saying, hey, I'm really hungry and I have no access to food. um, That's a great reminder is this little Um, this little bracelet that we send you uh, as one of your gifts when you've done 10 flash fasts. But it's so good for us to to eat 800 calories or less of plant-based nutrition for three days to really get into autophagy and even into ketosis and all the nutritional benefits, all the health benefits of that for us. You know, it's exciting that we can also take the proceeds of that and feed a child in Zambia for three, for three days. So um, if you feel to give, you can always give in the Green Smoothie Girl shopping cart. Um, greensmoothiegirl.com slash mothers without borders is still open where you can learn more about what they do and how you can contribute, whether whether that's on a monthly basis or a one-time contribution. I'm so grateful to everyone, whether you gave, whether you signed up to sponsor a child or whether you uh, did a one-time contribution. I'm so very thankful for you. So between us, you and I, we have raised $60,000 for Mothers Without Borders. And I just wanted to express my deepest gratitude for the help that you may have, have given me with that. So, so we're talking today about game changers. And I'll, I'll tell you what the film is in case you haven't seen it. I'll help you decide if you want to spend your time uh, watching it on Netflix. But for clarity and for a couple of caveats here, my take on the whole vegan uh, versus the word plant-based versus omnivore, that whole debate. I'm not actually super interested in it, but I do notice in the last 10 years, a major shift where even, you know, most people are very mainstream. Um, most nutritionists are very mainstream and they just kind of go with what I think. And here's here's my bias. I cannot prove this. I think it would take me an extensive amount of research to be able to prove this. But I believe just like the food pyramid has always been, uh, you know, influenced by what people are willing to do, I think that the reason that many of our institutions, despite reviewing the evidence, won't go so far as to say that 90 to 100% plant-based is the ideal diet because they don't want to offend people. Honestly, I believe that they don't want to ask us to do something too hard and they, they don't want people to reject their message if they 
if they talk about what the actual scientific consensus is out there and what the 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 published literature and literally thousands of published studies lead us to, which is a lot more plants than most people want to tell people to eat. I think it's that 90 to 100 percent is ideal. So I'll reveal my bias there. Um, I believe that my bias is based on now 25 years of reading as much published literature as I possibly can. I pay attention every single year. I don't ever get to a point where I say, I'm not paying attention anymore. I've got all the answers. Um, a lot of what we do here on my podcast is you're just kind of coming along with me while I dig deeper on a subject that I've been wanting to know about. And I get to ask questions of experts that I hope are questions you would ask or that you're wondering about as well. But a lot of it is you're just along for the journey while I try to learn more about these important subjects. So to my colleagues who say, hey, vegan isn't the way or vegan isn't the only way, um, I would admit, I would freely admit that there is no one study out there that takes people who are actually eating a whole food vegan diet and compare them to another group of people who are eating a whole food omnivore diet, right? So a lot of the research out there is sort of uh, cherry picked a lot of whether you're listening to the vegan camp or whether you're listening to the meat eater camp. Um, there's so much cherry picking that it becomes discouraging. And I'm going to I'm going to get into this because I'm going to talk about Joe Rogan's three hour and 42 minute podcast episode with the producer of Game Changers. Um, his name is James Wilkes, and he is an MMA fighter and a coach, and he hit an injury and he started studying what is the best the best diet. And what he landed on is the same thing that after 25 years of research, I've landed on, which is, you know, 100% or something less than that, but still close to 100% is the ideal diet. It's two thirds of the planet that eats 90 to 100% plant-based. Okay. We, we forget that and we become myopic and we become so, you know, North Americanized that we think that everybody is eating, you know, 20% or more uh, animal protein, 20 to 40% animal products is what a lot of Americans are eating, but not really anybody else around the world. Only the industrialized wealthiest first world nations are eating that much in animal products. So what, what the real outline of what Game Changers is, that is the reason everybody's talking about it, and it's different than what the health and the many sort of pro-vegan um, agenda things out there is it's not it's not at all primarily about the impact on the environment. You know, a lot of uh, vegans um, are that way because they're using 5% of the Earth's resources with their dietary habits compared to people who eat the amount of meat your average American does. And so there's those kinds of vegans, the the ethical vegans, um, the humanitarian or the people who are looking out for the whole ecosystem for the planet. Um, and that's not, that's not what Game Changers is doing. It's not really trying to argue for 100% pure veganism. I personally think that it's entirely possible that a small amount of animal products um, is fine and that a healthy person can do that till they're 100. And you know what? The fact of the matter is there are people who are healthy who do that till they're 100 or older. I will point out that all five of the blue zones are 90 to 100% plant-based. 
And I will point out that there are literally over 10,000 studies published about the health benefits of plant foods. Um, So I don't personally have an agenda of convincing you or anyone else to go 100% vegan. I personally am only about 95% vegan. That's what works for me. The closer I am to 100% plant-based, the better I feel. Um, I don't, if I ever do eat animal products, because I just, I just told you that probably 5% of my diet is animal products. It's not generally because I think I need it, but rather it's usually because I'm traveling or at some, someone's home for dinner or, or whatever. And I end up eating a little bit of it because there just isn't that much else to eat. So what Game Changers is doing is it's, it's showing you a lot of world-class playing at the very top of their game high-performance athletes who are, the vast majority of them shown in the film, the cast of characters is are 100% vegan. Some of them are more in the 90 to 100% range. Um, and you can, you can just Google um, cast of characters, game changers, or you could go to gamechangersmovie.com slash cast. I did that. And we're talking about people like Patrick Balbomian, who is a heavyweight power lifter. And he does, you know, you actually see it in the film. Um, and he's been entirely plant-based for at least 12 years, I believe. Um, and by the way, I watched the film twice, but I wasn't taking notes either time. So you're kind of getting, you know, this isn't like a, a very structured critique. It's just some thoughts that I've had um, since watching the film twice that, that I wanted to share with you because it's really taken um, the whole nutrition and wellness world by storm. There's a lot of conversation out there about it. The minute it launched, of course, all of the, you know, and my guess is that they're funded by meat and dairy or they're funded by the Weston A. Price Foundation. Immediately you had people out there writing their debunking. You know, I remember that when um, the China study was released, I want to say that was 13 years ago. I read it within two weeks of that book releasing. Uh, It's by uh, Colin Campbell. Um, of Oxford. And it's basically the layman's review of the biggest nutrition study ever performed. And it compared, it compared originally animals that moved into humans, it compared 6,500 people in China, who, you know, half of them were eating a 95% plant based diet, and half of whom were eating only, you know, 80%, they were eating only about, uh, they were eating like 20% animal protein. And with the both the animal studies and the human studies, um, Oxford and Cornell, who collaborated in that research, found that there's virtually no cancer or heart disease or autoimmune disease in human beings who eat 95% plant-based. So, and we're talking about whole foods, okay? Just anytime I say that, just assume we're talking about a whole foods diet, right? There's plenty of vegans who eat mostly garbage. So vegan doesn't tell you much about what someone does eat. It only says, it only tells you that they don't eat um, animal products. So that still leaves a lot of play for a lot of garbage foods that can affect your health. So the film shows you that basically you can be a top performing athlete. You can be top of your game, even in things like uh, weightlifting, bodybuilding, um, you've got Kendrick Ferris, who's an American record-holding weightlifter, who's featured in the film. You've got Bryant Jennings, who's a 
vegan boxing heavyweight title contender. You've got Misha Janiak, who's a professional bodybuilder. You've got others that you might not be all that surprised about, like Scott Jurek is a record-holding ultra-marathoner, these guys who run 50 miles or more in a day. That doesn't necessarily surprise people, you know, the super lean athletes. But, you know, when you've got, when you watch Patrick Balbomian lift 1,230 pounds in the yoke walk, I mean, think about that. He he literally has like all these weights on it and then four guys standing on the thing that he then puts his shoulders under it and stands up and walks. And he's done, he does 358 pounds in the log lift. I mean, this guy is crazy and he eats only plants. So, you know, the idea that you're supposed to come away with um, watching the film is this idea that when someone finds out that you don't eat animals, I've, I can't even count how many, some, how many times someone has said to me, but where do you get your protein? Um, one of the things that uh, James Wilkes, one of the two, the MMA fighter, one of the two producers of this film um, show is how you can get plenty of protein by eating just plants. So uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the film. He's one of the few who isn't 100% vegan. He has he has cut his meat eating back in the last 10 years um, by a lot. And I remember many years ago, Schwarzenegger saying um, of his good friend, Bill Pearl, who was Mr. Universe, he said, Bill Pearl didn't convince me uh, to be a vegetarian, but Bill Pearl convinced me that a vegetarian can be Mr. Universe. And I, I feel like that was the agenda of Game Changers. Now, they also cut away to many medical doctors and PhD nutrition researchers who make statements in favor of of the plant-based or vegan diet. I'm going to say plant-based when what I mean is 90 to 100% plants. And I'll say vegan when we're talking 100%. So um, they also featured Dotsie Bosch, who I believe she won a gold medal in some kind of cycling event when she was 39. So she was already at the, at that like older age where you peak and, and it's about time to bow out of your sport. And she decided at the end of her her career, I'm going to pour it on. And she went vegan and she just crushed it. So like I said, immediately after the film came out, you know, there's criticism of the film and it almost reads like a masterclass in developing your critical thinking skills. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you probably remember that I did like a four part series, um, sort of the hone your critical thinking skills think like a researcher, uh, don't fall into your biases, but rather, uh, or, or don't necessarily accept everything that you see, hear, read on the internet or in any particular book as the gospel truth. Here are some, some examples of how to dig a little bit deeper and take note of what wasn't covered or take note of who paid for that study and that kind of thing. Um, you know, that, that joke, uh, how do you know someone is a vegan? And the answer is, don't worry, they'll tell you. <laughs> I guess that's probably why, uh, vegans make meat eaters so mad is maybe, um, some of them, I don't, I don't find them to be that way, but there is that one radical, one or two radicals out there who 
you know, everybody wants to kind of label the whole movement as being that way. And I don't find that everybody is that way, but there definitely are some radical vegans. They tend to be the ethical vegans rather than the health and wellness vegans, right? Um, but I, I actually think that people who are determined to ignore the huge amount of evidence there is at the harm that we create in terms of our own health by eating animal products, especially red meat, especially processed meat. Um, but even even grass-fed beef is not above the fray, is not um, necessarily any kind of a, a healthy food to eat. Um, the The risk that we're at for you know, parasites, for instance, that alone has me, you know, years and years ago, I put red meat on my never list. Pork has been on my never list since reading uh, John Robbins' work decades ago. Pork was just like, I, I, I could just never eat it again. But like I said, it's really amazing to me how vitriolic meat eaters are towards vegans. And, you know, my take on that is if we continue eating meat and animal products at the rate that Americans do, we aren't going to leave a, an, a habitable world to our children and especially our grandchildren. So it's, it seems to me that people who want to eat meat and who want to find any of the evidence out there that eating meat is actually good for them, or at least not bad for them, I, I think they shouldn't be so upset with the plant-based movement because you know what? People like me who don't eat animal products, a pound of animal flesh takes 20 times the resources, especially water, as a pound of plant food. So don't we want more people on the planet who are willing to use 5% of the natural resources to, to just stay fed? So just a little thing to think about there. But um, Joe Rogan... I uh, had Chris Kresser on his podcast a couple months ago after the movie came out, and they spent almost three hours with Chris Kresser debunking uh, Game Changers, which does bring in some science, which does quote, like I said, quite a few PhDs and MDs. And um, after they did that, I don't know exactly what happened. Um, if James Wilkes reached out to them and said, hey, can I come on your show and can I you know, have something to say about Chris Kresser's uh, sort of anti-veganism. So I want to really encourage you, and, and it's, this may sound crazy, like well, who would listen to a three hour and 42 minute podcast, but I, I just want to recommend to you that if you want a mind-blowing experiment, go listen to Joe Rogan's interview of James Wilkes as he defends himself against Chris Kresser's quote unquote debunking. Okay, so Chris Kresser is one of the quickest ones to get out there, probably because he's going to get a lot of SEO for it as, as millions of people have watched Game Changers. Um, Chris Kresser was, was out there very quickly um, with his debunking. Well, James Wilkes on this episode that's three hours and 42 minutes, that's episode 1393 of the Rogan podcast. Rogan's Joe Rogan, he's like a MMA guy. He has one of the most listened to health and wellness uh, podcasts out there. Actually, I think it's one of the most listened to podcasts, period. Probably the number one in health and wellness. And he's done, what, 1,400 
episodes. And he's right now, even though he freely admits in this three hour and 42 minute episode, he is right now doing a carnivore diet experiment. So I'm really disappointed that he thinks that just because the famous psychologist Jordan Peterson and his daughter are doing uh, the carnivore diet and probably because he really enjoys eating meat. um, I'm really disappointed that he's, uh, you know, doing this ridiculous diet of eating nothing but meat and really primarily just red meat. Um, But he does very freely in this podcast episode, Rogan admits that it's indisputable that eating lots of plants is very, very good for us. Well, James Wilk had probably asked for his day in the sun and for almost four hours, he just hands Chris Cresser his butt on a platter. It is amazing how he takes on one thing after another in the quote unquote debunking that Chris Cresser had written. And he shows Cresser to not only be wrong about many, many things, And really, he would have just kept going, except they ran out of time. And Joe Rogan was like, hey, I have to do two podcasts today. And this has already been over three and a half hours. He could have kept going on and on. But he, without a whimper from the other side, like Chris Cresser did not even have a response to virtually anything at all that James Wilkes said. He showed that um, Chris Cresser, who, by the way, is brought onto lots and lots of shows. He's sort of vegan hater number one. And he's the go-to guy to come on and say that uh, plant-based isn't the way to go and that people need animal products and, or at least at a minimum, that animal products aren't bad for you. So in order to come to those conclusions, he has to um, close his eyes to a lot of evidence out there. But one by one, he started with the B12 arguments that Chris Cresser made in his big, huge debunking article. He moved on to the amount of protein that Chris Cresser represents is in plant foods. And um, he completely destroys every single argument that he made, mostly by not just saying, hey, you know, you're wrong about this. Uh, you've interpreted this data wrong, but by actually getting Cresser to admit that he doesn't even know how to read um, the types of data that he's representing. He puts meta-analyses of 18 studies, for instance, and James Wilkes points out that there were 18 cherry-picked industry-funded studies. I mean, if you don't take a look at the difference between an industry-funded study, okay, so think the uh, Texas Cattle Ranchers Association. Think of that as being an industry study that goes out to find out what the effects are of eating red meat. Now, whatever they study, you know, how much of that is going to actually get published? They're not going to publish anything that isn't in their favor. So anytime there's somebody funding that, um, like the Cattlemen's Association or whatever, um, those aren't studies that, that real researchers and people who care about finding the truth aren't going to quote those kinds of things. So um, James Wilkes catches Cresser in uh, quoting industry studies. He catches him grabbing from somewhere else on the internet false information and um, just plugging it into his argument without doing fact checking. He catches him not knowing things like that all chickens are supplemented with B12 as, as part of his multifaceted argument that um, the fact that you need B12 is not a reason 
to eat animal products. It's a really lame reason to eat animal products because guess what? Animals are deficient in B12 at this point. Animals are really just, as uh, the film says, the middlemen to get you your B12 and animals get it from uh, soil organisms. And of course, now that the soils are becoming so depleted, it's pretty much all of us that need to take a B12 supplement, at least occasionally. Um, I'm very hit or miss with it, but I do try to take B12 since I don't um, eat meat. But guess what? Uh, one of the studies that they show in Game Changers is that it's 40% of people who eat meat who are B12 deficient and and it's also 40% of vegans who are B12 deficient. Now that doesn't represent all the studies that are out there because there are definitely studies that show that more vegans and vegetarians are B12 deficient than meat eaters. But all I'm saying is that there there is no definitive study uh, that shows, hey, if you want to avoid B12 deficiency, the way to get that is by eating meat. He catches him purposefully manipulating quotes like Cresser quotes the film and then leaves off the last part of the quote because it doesn't serve the agenda. He catches him in many cases uh, giving false data or misrepresented data. So I would really encourage you to listen to it. Now you might think, I don't have three hours and 42 minutes. Hey, me neither. But uh, when I have a drive ahead of me, I mean, how, how, how many of you have a half hour to an hour drive that you're going to do sometime in the next week? You know, if you start thinking of that as a great time to be educating yourself, don't put your earbuds in when you're listening to podcasts, okay? Because then you cannot be aware of what's going on around you. Um, but I just turn it on my phone and I listen to it and I didn't I didn't take any time. I just was when I was driving and when I was working out, I listened to that episode number 1393 on the Joe Rogan show. So usually on this show, if I talk about um, science around eating a plant-based diet. I'm talking about reducing your disease risk and I'm talking about increasing your longevity. I just am more interested because I'm talking to, you know, all of us regular people, not high performance, world-class athletes. I'm just talking about how to decrease the misery in your life and get more life, but also more, um, more healthy life. Uh, but what Game Changers is doing is showing that even people who absolutely depend on their energy outpacing all us mere mortals every single day to make a living, like they have to be, you know, 100 times stronger than the average person or 100 times better performance than the average person can do. And they train and they train and they train. There are more of these athletes than you think who are eating 100% plant-based. So I have a colleague who I think I've mentioned, you know, I've been in a debate with for about six months and he accuses me um, over and over again. He accuses me of bias and he kind of has a point. I've had a lot of vegan doctors and authors on this show. And I think that I, you know, do that because I feel like there's almost nobody who's eating enough plants. I feel like getting 15 to 20 servings of greens and vegetables and fruits, you know, raw plant-based foods, some nuts and seeds is um, is very key to getting our health back if we don't have it or staying healthy if we already are. It's definitely the major thing I did to get my health back when I was in uh, terrible health in my late 20s and early 30s. So I do want to say I agree that I have a bias and I agree that my bias is toward the plant-based diet. And I don't mean 
have a salad on the side of your plate. I mean, I'm going to say it boldly, 90 to 100% plant-based, wherever in there you feel best, wherever in there uh, you feel comfortable. Now, if you're feeling angry when you hear that and you're like, I need more meat than that, here's the thing. I don't actually want to make an argument that you're wrong. Um, but my goal has been and my mission has been on Green Smoothie Girl for 13 years now because virtually everybody is deficient in the nutrient-dense uh, plant-based foods that have been linked to preventing disease, that have been linked to longevity. My goal is to help you eat more of them, whether that be by inspiring you, because I did it and I raised my four kids that way, whether it be by educating you with research I like to share with you and our guests that I bring on this show and share with you, or with our recipes on Green Smoothie Girl, or our programs like our FlashVast or the 12 Steps to Whole Foods course, which is your lifestyle. This is something you can do and really enjoy it day in and day out, year round. Um, those habits I discovered in 12 Steps to Whole Foods are what I did to change my life when I used to be 70 pounds overweight and slept 10 hours a day and was never, ever rested. And all the other terrible things that I was suffering with, you know, it was it was 21 different um, serious uh, complications or or symptoms that I was experiencing in my 20s when I was supposed to be in the prime of my life. That's how I turned it all around is those habits in 12 steps to whole foods. And then of course, our detox, there are no animal products in our detox, no animal products should be in any legitimate detox. So, but you know, I'm, I'm always open to the criticism. And if I've been biased, I think I'm going to bring a few people on who will make a case for some meat eating. And I will ask them, I'm not going to critique them or criticize them. I'm just going to ask them, what do you think is appropriate? Um, and so I think I'm going to try to bring Chris Master John on the show. I'm not bringing Cresser on because um, what James Wilkes just did to him shows that he's, he's cherry picking the information that he shares with his audience. And James Wilkes points out a couple of times, hey, you depend on debunking uh, game changers to make a living because you make a living selling um, a diet and supplements that are heavily meat eating. And so if you have somebody you think I should be interviewing, like that has another take, uh, please write us, please write us at Green Smoothie Girl and say, hey, I think Robin should interview this person or that person. And here's why I'm really interested in, you know, who you'd like to see on this show. There aren't very many people that we can't get to. So I do just want to say that the the way I acquired my bias is by reading the scientific literature. So once you've read a few thousand studies that keep saying the same thing, hey, eat plants, don't eat animals. I, I do want to point out that, um, that is how I acquired my bias. So in conclusion, I just wanted to recommend Game Changers to you. I think they share some really good research on there. Their, their graphics and visuals are incredible. They must have had a really good budget. They have lots of people, not just, you know, talking about science and statistics and studies, but also, you know, like you have Derek Morgan of the Tennessee Titans, an NFL player, and his uh, vegan chef, wife, showing us how they do it. And you get to see a lot of fun things in the film as well, like how Derek Morgan and his wife invite the whole team over, invite the whole Tennessee Titans team over. They have two really cool little experiments that they do. They have a doctor, for instance, 
to make some points about sexual health, three NFL players were given a totally plant-based burrito on one night. And then on another night, they were given a meat burrito. And then they had a device attached to their sexual parts. And they discovered that they were anywhere from 30 to 40 percent more. uh, They had more longer erections. Now, you might say, hey, I don't want to have an erection all night or that's not a measure of sexual health that appeals to me. Well, that's just something they can easily, easily measure while people are asleep. But the point is it goes to overall more efficiency in the cardiovascular system, which goes to better uh, sexual performance, more sexual endurance. So uh, that is a really cool little study with three NFL players. And they kind of come out and they show them. Of course, they're all giggly. They turn into um, embarrassed little kids when they're given their results. But all three of them had a vastly better uh, sexual performance or an indicator at least, or a marker of sexual performance just from eating a burrito made of you know, beans and rice and vegetables rather than beef. Um, one of those guys was actually, he's an NFL player who already was vegan. And so with him, they, they showed that both of the days of the experiment, he had really great biomarkers. His name's Griff Whalen. He's one of the many uh, vegan athletes who are featured. So there's another study they do where um, another physician has three NFL players eat meat versus a plant-based. If I remember correctly, it was uh, it was the burrito experiment again. And then they took their blood, and I think it was a few hours later, and they showed how full of fat the two who ate the meat. I think it was a chicken. One ate a chicken burrito and one of them ate a beef burrito. And so they were showing, hey, it's not just beef. It was also the one who ate the chicken burrito who shows up as having quite a bit of fat in their blood. Whereas the guy who was, all, he, he ate the vegan burrito. And I think it was that Griff Whalen guy. Um, his blood was clear and clean. And that's an indicator of better performance. Hey, even if you aren't a competitive athlete, you still want better performance. You're still performing every day. Whatever it is you do that you care about, whether it's being, you know, a better wife and mother, or whether it's being a better UPS truck delivery person, whatever it is you're doing, you want to do it well. And I felt like there were a lot of great data points in there, even though all the meat biased people went out there and quickly wanted to do a debunking There's just so much great evidence there um, shown by a couple, like probably 15 PhDs and MDs who believe that the preponderance of evidence is in favor of eating a plant-based diet. So again, this is exactly the kind of episode I talk about where I wanted to know more about something. I wanted to watch the movie. I wanted to have a conversation about the movie. And so I'm just kind of holding your hand while I continue doing my own research. Um, If I ever am up there saying that I have now arrived at all knowledge and nothing could ever change my mind, then somebody needs to get a big hook out and pull me right on off that stage because I'm still learning. I'm still asking questions. And I'd be really excited to hear from you 
um, write us on Facebook or email us at support at Green Smoothie Girl. If there's somebody you really want to hear from, then you might even want to submit to us like here's specific questions based on their content that I've seen before or what I know of their career. Here are specific questions, Robin, that I think you should ask. So I'd be super interested in that and um, love to hear from you what you thought of Game Changers. I'll see you next time.